0: Hi, this is Raphael from Life Growth Designs. Welcome to another episode of Life Growth Designs. Today we're going to talk about the unexpected benefits of falling off a cliff, although I do not recommend falling off a cliff. Do not try this at home. Um, We're also going to talk about how motivation, how power, tenacity to get through anything really comes about. I think there may be two ways, but I will show you the easiest way to discover your most powerful self through that story. So please join me and begin thriving instead of surviving. So a listener um, who I'm so thankful for my listeners that uh, listened to the last podcast, my very first one, um, that had some quirks in it and uh, some things that need improvement. I am so glad I got it out. It is something that's been digging around in my brain for quite some time to to do. Um, So uh, I I really am going to take on the questions and the requests and the the helpful criticism or the helpful uh, hints that people give me for the podcast, one of which was the pouring of the tea in the background. So here it comes. So if you do not have a tea, I would like you to um, either get yourself one while you're listening or (laughs) have a virtual tea. I mean, really have that feeling that you're sitting down and doing something for yourself, Uh, something about having tea. I I love to kind of hug the mug with my hands and sit on the couch. with my feet not on the floor, I like to put my feet up on the couch and to just have this virtual feeling of of warmth. You know, if you have a blanket too, to wrap yourself around, wrap it around you, don't wrap yourself around the blanket uh, unless you're feeling lonely in this, in this uh, what's called social distancing, which is really physical dis- distancing that's happening now. Easy for me to say. So um, while we're having our tea or your virtual tea together, uh, one of the other requests that I had from a listener was to hear more about the rock climbing accident and what happened there. And um, I I do really wanna share it with you because I experienced one of the strongest times of my life in one of the biggest challenges of my life and what some people might have experienced as the worst thing that could happen to them, right, in their lives suddenly there was this power to overcome um, that amazed doctors, amazed anybody I knew. And up until that point, I I considered myself a weak person in many ways. Um, So, you know, it all started when uh, I had decided to join the Army. I would say that's the best place to start the story. Um, So I was always a nice guy. (laughs) I'm still a recovering nice guy. Um, And... I was kind of tired of being a nice guy. (laughs) I was tired of, you know, the nice guy, um, not getting the girl, you know. Uh, I was tired of being picked on, you know, even beat up throughout school. Uh, I was a bit of the black sheep. And um, I wanted to be tough. I wanted to be tenacious. I wanted to be powerful. Uh, I wanted to feel one time in my life like um, I was more, you know, because I thought I was less and I thought what I needed was toughness. So uh, I I did the ASFAB exams. That's the, um, don't even ask me what the acronym is for, but... Uh, I I did the test that you take to go in the army and I was intelligent enough to do any of the M.O.s, to do any of the jobs Yanni offers. I could have gone to school to become a doctor. There's my tea again. And um, I decided I was going to be an airborne ranger um, because you couldn't go directly into special forces. Uh, I would have gone directly into special forces if that was possible. so strange, right? Uh, I, I wanted, I, so I was this weak kid growing up. Um, you know, my arms pretty, were pretty much the diameter of my wrists all the way up most of my life. And I was tired of that. So I joined the Army. Uh, I got in and I was uh, given the, the train, I was I was going to be given the training to become an airborne cavalry scout. And I wanted to go for Rangers, uh, and and I wanted to be, that that was like the toughest, most challenging thing you could do in the army. Um, and I was working out a lot, so I went from hardly being able to run to be able to run. I don't know what my my longest distance one was. I, I hadn't run a marathon yet, but I was doing probably you know twelve miles or something like that at a time. I I could do. All the push ups and sit ups in the allotted time. I could basically max what they call the fitness test, which means, you know, get what you have to do at the end of boot camp after they beat the living daylights out of you, um, what you should be able to do. And I had worked myself up to that point. I was strong. I was really strong. And I was already feeling like how I wanted to feel by becoming a, a, a ranger, right? I was on track to do that. Um, but I was cocky. Like I thought I was invincible. So I had this out weekend. I, I went and um, was hanging out with my stepbrothers and I was I was on fire. I just thought I was the, the hottest thing since sliced bread. And um, we, we were doing all kinds of things that were like testing our strength and whatnot. One of the things that we did when we were younger together in Boy Scouts was rock climbing. I was quite good then. Uh, I was right, thin and lanky and, and yet strong. And um, I, we went rock climbing together. Bouldering actually is what we were up to. The bouldering is rock climbing, you know, that doesn't really go over three feet. <laughs> so if you fall, you don't really hurt yourself. Um, and and I was feeling that power, like wow, I had all this new strength. Right, I was doing all these push-ups and sit-ups, and I i was even better than i was before and i got cockier and cockier Um, and i think cocky is the right word right is i was i was really showing off i was feeling invincible i was feeling above my humanness and i was going higher and higher and more and more difficult with my climbs though we were bouldering i started climbing at some point i reached up above my head and I was um, pulling myself up on, a, on a, a boulder kind of jettisoning out of the cliff. You know, like uh, I had both hands wrapped around and I was pulling myself up on my weight in kind of a pull-up motion. And that piece of the cliff that was, that was sticking out suddenly removed itself from the side of the cliff. Um, it bounced off my head and I fell you know, the three stories high about that I was at, two or three stories. And I fell down. I I don't know exactly how I fell. fell. Um, I know it hurt. I know my head had already been smashed. And uh, I, I landed, fell on my back, or maybe landed on my back, I'm not sure. And then I looked up, and there was a rock tumbling down the same path that I had just fallen from. And I had just enough time to think this is gonna hurt. <laughs> and I was right, a, a huge boulder landed on my stomach and chest, bounced off of me and broke a tree in half that was behind me. So uh, everybody was there and the, the paramedics who came later, um, even the man who you know taught us how to safely rock climb was one of the first people on the scene really sorry for him um, to see that we didn't listen to him, that we were above what he taught us. Um, And, I, you know, I was pretty much, I wasn't left for dead, but everybody thought that was the end of me in my life. Except for me, I was was upset that uh, I I was conscious somehow, even though I had a huge dent in the side of my head and I was screaming because um, I couldn't get air in my lungs, my lung had been punctured, um, but I, I was just worried about the fact that I couldn't fulfill what I thought was my destiny. I couldn't become that tough person I wanted to become. Well, um, I, even though I was gasping for air, I, you know, I had my senses about me. And um, if, if we move on to the story after the, the intensive care um, that was happening that I pretty much forgot about because I was so drugged up. Here's my tea again. I was then feeling, um, when I came back to my senses, I, I was in a lot of pain. I had ripped my kidney open, so that's a bit like, um, I guess it's been described as peeing razor blades. uh, You know, there there was pain everywhere. There was pain everywhere in my body, but I I was strong. Like the only thing I knew was I was going to get better. It it was not out of some kind of motivation to pump myself up. It wasn't some kind of way to like become something, to become something tough. It, It was just, it was just something I was sure of. So um, it was pretty sure it was it was only you know within the week that I was talking to the doctor and, and I asked him when I could get out of the hospital. He said eight months, and um, I, like I can't believe it when I say that number, right? How could anybody be in the hospital so long? Um, anyway, he he said it would take a long, long time before I was healed enough. And um, I, you know, I figured out pretty quickly. I don't remember if I asked or not that what was keeping me there was um, the pain medication and the need of assistance. Right, I couldn't even get out of my bed. So I decided that I would stop taking pain medication and that I would get myself out of that bed. So I, you know, I, I had to fight a couple of days, and I was out of the bed. And within a couple of days, I was holding on to that that IV pole with wheels and walking up and down the hallways, um, m- making myself mobile. Like I said, this was not out of any kind of, this was tenacity, this was pure tenacity. Like the nurses couldn't believe what I was up to with the kind of pain I should be in without pain medication. Um, but it, it enabled me to to feel the pain, like to, move, to not move in the directions that would hurt me more and it enabled me to to get strong enough to to be able to leave the hospital. I left within a couple of weeks, and it was a long time. It, it was more than eight months before I you know didn't look like an old man bent over. Um, you know they had um, pulled out my spleen and put it in cheesecloth. It was an experimental th- surgery, so I still have my spleen and it's functioning. Um, you know, I had ripped my kidney open, I had punctured my lung, I had crushed my skull, and my injuries were so great that they they basically let my body heal itself. The point is like that that was I, I want to keep this clean. so you know this this was bad, but, you know, this was bad but. and um I felt bad butt <laughs> in a certain way, but you know i I don't think at that time i I really recognized that. I had that strength. It was just something that was inevitable. It was just something that came out of a source, and this is the point of my whole story, that in the in, in adversity, and sometimes our greatest adversity, we, we pull the strength out, right? The strength is there. We don't even have to pull it out. There's this, this power in us that's unstoppable to do the thing that we are supposed to do. Um, and I have many, many times in my life where I can I can bring this up. Um, and I still, it's funny, I didn't really think I was a strong person. I'm, I probably I would tell the story to think, you know, to show people I was bad, but. but um i uh, I wasn't really believing that. I you know, if I think I, in some ways I felt imposter syndrome um, because it it wasn't something I felt. I did it in my own strength. And so you know maybe there are people that are just like that. you know, they just love. Um, to challenge themselves and I I haven't loved it I'm I'm learning to love it I'm learning to love the fruits of it especially Um, so my point being is whatever is happening to you this is something I brought up in our last podcast is whatever is happening to you um, whatever challenges you know, whether you've lost your job or you're working really hard, or your your thoughts are just bombarding you and keeping you from sleeping, um, whatever is happening to you, there is something beyond all of that noise that's telling you this is a bad thing. There's something there. There's a strength. There's a well. And um, what we're going to talk about over and over again in this podcast is this well as a source of creativity, as a source of motivation and strength. Um, That was also my point. I was so motivated, man. I I was getting up and I was just like walking up and down the hallways. Like I wasn't some kind of athlete. In fact, I had uh, avoided gym class my entire high school time as much as I could. Uh, I'm surprised I got, somehow I was passed, maybe just so I wouldn't fall through high school. Um, But I I avoided all competitive sports, you know, and, and so some of you are different, right? Some of you love those things, but may be experiencing other places in their lives, in your life, that um, maybe you love competitive sports, but you're finding other places that you wish you were motivated. And so many people come to me as a coach, right? I'm a coach and they say, you know, help me lose weight, help me get in shape, but they hate exercising, right? They They want to me to help them do things they don't want to do. Um, And and that's the the problem with the formula. That strength is there to do the things you really want to do. Many of you know that I I was a teacher for 15 years, and in the end of my career I was helping children who were struggling. and the, one, the big one always coming up was attention deficit disorder, right? And uh, I, what I saw my own self as an adult with ADD was I had, I had superpowers of attention. I just didn't have it where other people might have wanted it, or even sometimes myself thought I wanted my attention. And, uh, and I read uh, in all my re- research on attention deficit, I read that they, they were considering creating an illness I love the way that sounds. They were uh, creating a definition of an illness, creating a new title for children who don't want to do what they should be doing. Children who don't have the capacity to push through and do the things that other people want them to do or that they should be doing. And for me, that was a real, real clear picture of what is going wrong in our society and now even more clear picture as a as a coach working with people who come to me and 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 really put everything in to creating something new i've i've understood more and more the importance of wanting to do the thing right to 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 tap into that well because the same place that all of that energy comes to do anything you know like I was bad butt then it was only because I was working from that source of power it's the same place that's going to show you what to do right when you when you tap into that this is flow ladies and gentlemen when you tap into that there's nothing like it this is this is what the world of scientists, of athletes, of artists, of, of great people have begun to tap, them, tap into, right? This is, this is what's made them you know, famous. This is what's made great change in the world are people who have discovered how to tap into that. And if, if in your deepest depth you, you know, couldn't do anything other than acting, Right? Like, if, if no matter what people did to you, you still found yourself having to act, then you should be acting. And, and it will give you that same inspiration, that same power, that fire, that flame, will give you exactly what you need to become that person, right? To, 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 to be great at it. And um, if you think you need to be an actress because then you'll be good. When you're an actress, people will adore you. When you're an actress, you must be beautiful enough. When you're an actress, you must be talented enough. When you're an actress, you must be recognized enough. Then forget it. Stop. Stop. My call to you is to stop doing the things you don't want to do the funny, unexpected, <laughs> unexpected uh, result can be you end up doing that very thing. You know, maybe maybe there was something that started, a, a, little, a little flame that started for acting, and then you lost it. And, and how many people do you know that have gotten to a certain level with their mastery and then stopped going to the well, right? Because they thought it was them, that they were great, that they had achieved something, that they were better than other humans, right? Um, and they forgot their humanity, right? When we're human and know that we're actually pretty messed up, but when we go to the source, it, it, it makes us invincible in that sense. Um, then, then you can climb. And it doesn't matter. You're not trying to get to the top anymore. You're just loving to experience that. How many, how many of you know people that seem to be talented in many different things? and they're they're just so excited no matter what they're into right it's because it's not acting it's not carving in my sense it's it's not painting it's not any of those things it's not making podcasts what makes us feel so alive is being connected to the well to be in flow and to forget ourselves that thing you know some people call it ego then we 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 somehow get that the record player running in our heads just gets scratched and stops playing so something new can come about. I hope that's inspiring to you all. Uh, Again, please, I I appreciate you listening so far and I appreciate uh, that, that you will become part of this community with me and explore with me these things um, being connected to the well, and I, I ask that you please go ahead and um, message me, write me an email, Raphael at LifeGrowthDesigns.com or at um, at uh, LifeGrowthDesigns at Gmail. Um, yeah, please bring your questions. Help me, help you. Tell me what would cause you to want to do no other thing than to listen to this podcast as much as possible. And I'll do my best to fulfill that. I appreciate you and I hope to see you soon. Take care.